What's going on, everybody? And welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 143. It's a special Monday edition because we have a very special guest here with us, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, former advisor to our great president, Donald Trump, host of America First on the Salem Radio Network, and author of the new book out a couple months ago, War for America's Soul. Thank you, guys. Yeah. It's been far Welcome too back. long. I know, a couple months, right? It has, it has. <laughs> so tell Merry us Christmas. We're allowed to yes. say that now. My old boss told me we can say that. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite things. We won the war on Christmas. It's we so did. Good. Yeah. yeah. What did it take? Just one guy. I yep. mean, he's the president. Mm. Just saying, Merry Christmas. Christmas is back. We were at the Christmas party last week. The, ma- the man is never in a bad mood. He was he was cracking jokes, guys, mm-hmm. about impeachment. <laughs> yeah. About impeachment. Oh, I love when he does that. He, he goes out there, he goes to the helicopter, talks for 40 minutes, and they say, oh, he never talks to the press. <laughs> right. They just hate having the helicopter. S- such yes. a lack of transparency. I like yeah. when he comes over. All right, the fake news press, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, tell us a little bit about the book, because uh, I got done yeah. reading it a few weeks ago. Love the section, of course, where you give us a shout out. Of but, course. But I also particularly love the section where you give how to win the great debate, because I think that's really key in today's society, where people, you know, they don't know how to take on the left. Right. Look, I, I'm a book guy. I, you know, I have a, a medical condition. I can't go pa- past a, a gun store without buying a gun or a bookstore without <laughs> buying a book. Um, but, but for me, book, I love reading. I love books. But for me, I don't care what you are, whether you're a brain surgeon like Ben Carson, who was on the show last week, whether, where you, whether you're one of you guys, you know, a political addict, if you don't answer the so what question by the end of the book, you've just waited, f- wasted five hours, 50 hours, however, however long the book is. Mm-hmm. So whatever book I've written, and this is my, now my third, I want people to walk away with answers to the so what and what you can do to make a difference. So there's, there's um, a whole section on our favorite uh, sources of information, you guys included Town Hall, Breitbart, uh, Federalist, Daily Caller, Daily Wire. And then I give people the ammunition. I give them first, there's a bonus chapter in, in The War for America's Soul. Jeff and I, my producer, we went back to the White House earlier this year. We sat down in the Oval with the president and we had an exclusive interview on the deep state, on how he's doing the MAGA agenda. And then halfway through the discussion, we talk about fake news. And mm-hmm. he says, you know, Sebastian, if the media was just a little bit fair, you know what they'd be talking about? And, he's, and he shouts out to the outer office, hey, bring me that list. And he provided us a list of all the incredible, just factual accomplishments mm-hmm. of the Trump administration. So we added that as a second bonus chapter, just listing. Let me just give you one. I, I don't care. Of course I care. But I'm not really <laughs> obsessed with, you know, I don't divide Americans based upon their politics or their skin color or sexual preference. And, and just one thing, this administration has increased the total size of the U.S. economy by 11 trillion, not billion, mm-hmm. 11 trillion dollars. I don't care whether you're a steam fitter. I don't care if you're a CEO. That is good for everybody. Right. Do you hear, what, what do you hear in the news? Oh, oh, impending recession. What? Sorry? What? Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. 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 Thanos yeah. meme. The Thanos meme. Thanos. Thanos. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> how could he do that? Is this high school? Okay. Like, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Just a couple months ago, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going towards recession. Yeah. No numbers indicate that whatsoever. None. None. And Jim Cramer just the other day is like, these are the best numbers I've ever seen in front and, of me. And, and then you have what they predicted when, when he was elected. Remember? Mm-hmm. So Total if, economic if, crash. No, no, but, but yeah. it's worse than that. You, you have Obama's Kaza, 
right? Mm-hmm. Oh, who Ratner. Sa- Ratner. Yeah. Who said, if Donald Trump is elected president, and, and Kruger seconded this, uh, Krugman yeah. said, classic. If we, yeah, the, the, the yeah. Nobel laureate for morons. Um, <laughs> if we have a, if Donald Trump is elected president, we will have an economic crash, quote, that we will never recover from. Not in a year, not in 10 years. I mean, millennia, yep. never. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Just this morning, 10,000 points up on the Dow since Trump. How many, we've had uh, 21 uh, stock market records yep. since January yep. of this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone is feeling the good economy. And I think that's the problem that the Democrats are going to have. Well, why, why, why are they impeaching him? Right. Because you're not going to win. That's good. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly yeah. what we want to talk right. about. So, the articles of impeachment, which total bullshit, by the way. I mean, the I was promised bribery, right? Well, at least extortion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, can't they even quote, yeah. use their Latin, their fancy Latin phrase? Yeah, right. yeah. Well, where's the quid pro quo we've been yeah. told about? Yeah. Yeah. The uncontested facts. Yeah. Indeed, the bribery. I thought bribery was going to be in there yeah, too. Exactly. Well, wasn't the one the focus from, group? Yeah. The focus group said bribery is yeah. the most popular. So where's yeah. that? Obstruction of Congress, which means what? Uh, if the president disagrees with Congress, remove him. I'm not yeah. sure the founding fathers thought separation of powers worked like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know who was the king of obstruction of Congress was Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. indeed. Fast oh, and indeed. Furious. Just, right. uh, yep. just yesterday today is the anniversary of Brian Terry's death. It's like the, these people, they, they act like the Obama administration never happened. And that that wasn't the pretense. You mean, for all they of mean this. the scandal-free Obama administration? Oh yeah, the tan suit, yes. right? <laughs> IRS, <laughs> tan suit, Solyndra, Solyndra, Benghazi. So we're gonna have the vote this week. Yes, we all know which way it's going. Right. But there is some interesting things happening. How we have a couple of Democrats now who are defecting. From the Don't party. you mean the rats jumping onto the sinking ship, oh, yeah. as we have been told? <laughs> yeah, that's because the Democrat ship—that that is just going full knot. That it's like a <laughs> yeah. speedboat. That's like a cigarette smuggling speedboat, right? It's crashing into some wall somewhere. Yeah. But never mind. Steve Cohen had the uh, the gall to say you mean that. you mean fried chicken, Stephen Cohen? Yeah, the man yeah. who so respects Congress, he eats a bucket of fried chicken at a hearing. That's that's Steve Cohen, right? That guy. <laughs> yeah, these. I mean, it's just unbelievable how they act. And then they say that we're the ones destroying the norms and institutions of the country. But we're going to have the vote. It's going to go through. Jeff Van Drew from my home state in New Jersey, he's switching parties. Amazing. That's interesting. I, mm-hmm. I, I was really surprised by that. But it makes a lot of sense. With He's, you know, he's in a Trump Well, he's district. in a district that Trump won. Right. And the people right. up there are pissed. Even, you know, I'm, I'm in the other sole conservative district in New Jersey. And when I go home, everyone says, what, what's going on with this impeachment crap? Storm. Like, they don't pay attention to it. They ask me, and I'm like, well, it's a load of nonsense, but also at the same time, they realize that Trump's not going to be removed. Or at least that's what we believe at this point. And they're tired of it. Even Democrats, I know, up in New Jersey, who voted for Obama twice, didn't vote for Trump last time. They didn't vote for Hillary either because they hated her too. But they say, this is actually making me like him more. I mean, it, it's interesting phenomenon. There, there, there's some interesting writing just out this week that the the Democrats, the Obama Democrats, who voted for Trump, are now more committed to Trump than they have ever been. Back mm-hmm. then, it was a kind of protest vote. I don't mm-hmm. like Hillary, but now they are so locked in. And if we had a silent majority in 2016, I, I don't do predictions, but how how could the silent majority of 2016, after the last three years? not be bigger and i mean really bigger oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I mean, think about it. You know, your, your deadbeat, unemployed brother-in-law living in your basement <laughs> finally has you know got a job and moved out. You, you want to vote that out of office? Right. Yeah. You want to look at your 401ks and say, I don't like my 401k being as strong as it is. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. vote that out of office. ISIS, yeah. gone. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, gone. Well, let's vote that out of office. Right, right. Record low unemployment for black and Hispanic. Hispanic. Lowest unemployment since, since before I was born, yeah. since 1969. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let's not forget one thing, put, put in perspective. These are the kinds of national security and economic results any president, Democrat or Republican, would be proud of beyond words after eight years in office. Mm-hmm. Not three. Yeah. Eight. Th- that's the Trump effect. Yep, I actually yep. think he's going to blow the numbers out of the water on God Hispanic willing, and African American. Well, look, we, yeah. we, look, we've got the latest figures up to thirty-two yeah, percent approval rating in in the Black American community. Now, that's approval rating; that's not voting for, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that's it's probably closer to fifty because mm-hmm. most people, like in sixteen, just don't admit it. Right, right. You, you right. just don't admit who you're going to vote for. Yeah. So, if it's fifty percent approval, if we get thirty percent voting for Donald Trump. Democrats are toast. Yeah. I mean, just get a fork oh, yeah. and they're yeah. done. They yeah. need 90% of the black vote yes. to succeed. Well, they, they, yeah. they expect it. It's their, right. it's their political plantation, the plantation that they built. Yeah. Yep. 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 What are your thoughts on how uh, Lindsey Graham's going to run the uh, Senate trial? A little concerned? <laughs> look, I am just so... I said it when I was in the White House. I've said it since I left the White House. My old boss, Donald Trump, he became president despite the GOP, mm-hmm. not thanks to the GOP. I just don't trust the GOP senators. Yeah. I, I just, and, and I, look, take me out of the equation. Ask yourself as a conservative, what have the Republican senators done for this president in the last three years? Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, at least in the House, you can say, look, there's a dozen guys. There's Nunes, there's Gates, there's, there's Jordan, there's Meadows, there's Zeldin, there's, there's um, Louis Gomer. You know, there's, yeah. you know, there, there's a small fraction mm-hmm. that have constantly had the president's back. In the Senate, Mitch doesn't even have the president's back. You know, God bless him for what he's done with the judiciary right, because he right. wants that to be his personal legacy before he retires. But guess what, Mitch? Mm-hmm. MAGA's a little bit larger than the courts. Time to step up. MAGA's everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even Lindsay, God bless him for what he did during the Kavanaugh hearings. But then he flip-flops. Yep, yep. He flipped the whole time. I want Lindsay 2.0 yeah, back. Lindsay 2.0. I want Lindsay 2.0, and I want him to cut the court, cut the umbilical with McCain's ghost. Yeah. Because he could have subpoenaed anybody he wanted to in the last two years. Yep. Right? And he didn't. And I know why. Because his buddy McCain pushed the dossier. Yeah. And he doesn't want those fingers to go back to his dead buddy. Because right. McCain pushed the garbage Russian propaganda. Do- Just st- let Lindsay. He's the one who if turned you're listening, it over. Right, he's yeah. on, his staff has turned it yeah. over. Yeah. Guys, Lindsay, your team, if you're listening, just do the right thing. Yep. Your president, our president, has been persecuted for three years. You heard Nancy last week at that was it political conference say, we've been impeaching him for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Step up to the plate, my friends. I don't trust them, but prove me wrong. Same. Totally mm-hmm. agree. And what do you think about, you know, last week they put on this big show, right? The big show of, oh, this is so solemn and we're so upset and humbled to be doing this. They've been planning this since day one. Jerry Nadler on the Amtrak back in December 2018 was talking about impeachment. They didn't even have this, you know, so-called case at this point. Uh, let's just go back in time. 19 minutes after the inauguration, 19 minutes after I became deputy to the president, Washington Post says the inauguration of the president starts now, 19 minutes. 
Then we have Rashida Tlaib, one of the members of the four horsewomen of the Democrat apocalypse, saying her first day in office, let's impeach this MFA. Yep. Uh, on and on and on. Donald Trump, President Trump, committed a crime. Getting he, elected. He beat Hillary Clinton. Yep. yep. That's yep. it. Yeah. That's, That's the it. original sin. Yeah. In their that books. is. It was her turn. Yeah. Well, come on. She's a woman. Come on. Her last name was Clinton. Yeah. Yep. Well, therefore. She has to win. Right. Yeah. How dare America yeah. vote for Donald Trump? Yeah. Who do you think you are? We're the elite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good chapter in the book about yeah. that, by the way. Thank they you. think they know what's best. Yeah. And then I love when Trump says they're just upset because I'm the president and they're not. <laughs> And it's and true. Right. It's and remember, true. look, re- re- read The War for America's Soul. Read the, the uh, interview with the president. But do you remember, it, it all crystallized at that one rally. I don't know. I think it was somewhere, maybe in Pennsylvania. I think it was in Wilkesbury, um, where in, in the campaign. Do you, remember, do you remember what Hillary's slogan was? I'm with her. I'm with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was that one rally where candidate Trump says, yep. hey, you know her slogan, I'm with her? Well, guess what? And he looked around. I'm with you. Yep. Done, toast, <laughs> yeah. put a fork in it. That yeah. was the whole deal right there. And that's why people love him because he's he's real. He's not fake. He doesn't go out there with, you know, this scripted, right. poll tested nonsense. Right. He says what's on his mind and he says what's on the American people's mind. And I right. think that's why he's gonna win again. And now we find out that the fix was in from the start with the FISA report yes. on all the abuses. And you have James Comey going on TV and making a fool of himself over the weekend. Well, Chris Wallace helping him, being a, a you know a collaborator. Mm-hmm. I would have loved Chris Wallace just to ask Schiff, "Hey, uh, what about that uh, getting phone records yep. on journalists, on on Devin Nunes, on on the president's private lawyer? Did he ask him? Did he hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Chris Wallace fan by any means. <laughs> it's on the but, wrong network. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that he should have went much farther because there there was so much there to take on. And at least, you know, to give him one little scintilla credit, he did take him on a few times there where he could have been a lot more squishy. But still, there's no excuse not to ask the tough questions. I mean, right. he's coming on to Fox. Same thing with Schiff. Right. I mean, shifty Schiff, you know how that goes. But what are your overall thoughts on, you know, the top lines of the FISA uh, uh, report, but also the how that plays into Barr and the Durham investigation? Well, look, um, I said for while, while people were, you know, with – with, with with bated breath saying, oh, God, just wait, Horowitz, it's going to be amazing. I said, mm-hmm. no, it's not. It's an IG report. Every IG report, whether it's CIA, DOD, DOS, whether it's uh, DOJ, it's written by bureaucrats to protect bureaucracies. Yep. And that's exactly what I mean. They the did idea, the same thing with Hillary. The, the idea that you have not 17, those are the most egregious. You had 51, 51 breaches of, of regulations, of omissions when it came to FISA warrants. And and they're all going in one direction. Mm-hmm. None mm-hmm. of them favored the campaign. Or oh, that our, just or has min- to be a coincidence. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. And then he says, I, cu- I couldn't detect political bias. Mm-hmm. Horowitz, you might as well be working for Hillary. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 500 pages and, and you, couldn't, you couldn't divine. Then why are you the IG? Right. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Barr and Durham. Yeah, I yeah. think that's going to be the end all here. And I think that also, what do you make of Comey saying that these these abuses and mistakes were not the most serious of his time as director? The the whole, all of his responses, like, um, you know, he, he doesn't manage. Uh, my signature might have been on the Warren, but I don't manage it. This is 
spying on a presidential candidate is not, you know, a, a liquor store, um, you know, robbery. Mm-hmm. This is the most sensitive warrant and intelligence operation in U.S. history, counterintelligence operation. And you're trying to deny that the buck stops at your desk. Uh, uh, Comey, I, I, I don't want to scumbag. Yeah, scumbag. total scumbag. scumbag. <laughs> totally agree with that. That's the best description to him. And it, you still have all these people that work at the FBI. Bruce and, Orr. Bruce Orr is still at the DOJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Chris Ray won't do a thing about Chris it. Chris Ray, a senior FBI agent, told me Chris Ray has spent the time since he's been uh, sworn in as director of the FBI hiding under his desk. Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. a coward. I'm hoping that pretty soon there's a move made there. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, you know, if you read... Um, my last book, uh, Why We Fight, and then The War for America's Soul, it really surprised me working for the president. Um, you know, he tweets, and that's fine. He makes speeches, but he, he's so hands-off because he could really, he is, people don't realize this, in the Constitution, it's not the DOJ, it's not the AG, it's not the director of the FBI, the chief law enforcement officer of the United States is the incumbent president. Mm-hmm. He, could re- he could have reached right in with, into DOJ. He could have shut stuff down. He could have said, do this, do that, and he didn't. And, and, and you know, eventually, this is a house of cards that's going to collapse. But I'll say one thing. The idea that you had a counterintelligence operation involving CIA, FBI, and NSA against a presidential candidate in the United States and Barack Obama didn't know, never happened. No way. Mm -hmm. No way. Unbelievable. There's no way that that's the case. And they're trying to cover up, but we'll we'll see if we could actually get to the bottom of this entire thing. We also see now that the Dems are in complete disarray, impeachment sucking all the oxygen out of the presidential race on their side. The debate's supposed to be this Thursday— (laughs) <laughs> what do you think is going to happen with that whole labor dispute? You think they're actually going to get it resolved before the debate so that they can have it? I, I really don't know. As I said, I don't do uh, predictions, yeah. but, but but look at the last debates. Look, I mean, how many millions of – oh, how about this? ABC's coverage of the last debate. No, mm-hmm. I, I love this. Um, they had more viewers uh, for Donald Trump Jr.'s appearance on The View mm-hmm. than they had for the Democrat debate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that tells you what you, you know. The yeah. numbers have been tanking each tanking. debate. Right. Yeah. Down, right. down, down. Nobody well, wants look, to it's, watch. It's group think. It's, it's, it's a mutual love fest. Uh, nobody cares. It's like if you get out of, out of D.C., if you get out of the bubble, mm-hmm. how many people are talking about impeachment? Right. Yeah. Yep. At the local barbecue, at the game, at the, you know, yeah. people talking about talk, Russia? What? Right. Yeah. Sorry. You, you phone calls to Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody's talking about if it. If they do talk about it, they're like, the Democrats are leading a total witch hunt. Right. When, and now I am totally with Donald Trump, and there's nothing the, the f- stop The it fact now. that they've lost the independence. Yeah. When they did that That's poll huge. in October, and yeah. the, uh, the independence, independence was slightly in favor of impeachment, and then they do it uh, a week ago, 10 days ago, and they've gone underwater with the, with, with the independence. What happened between October and a week ago? Oh, yeah. They had their hearings. Mm-hmm. How do you lose... After your star witnesses, mm-hmm. that's yeah. very telling. Yeah. Well, fake news. Chuck Todd did a panel up in Michigan. I'm not sure if you've seen that of of Trump voters and independents, no. and they all said essentially the same thing. We watched the hearings, and then we figured out that it's a load of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they had some momentum leading into Sanwin, and then he completely popped the balloon. Right. And that was it. After that, everybody saw the the presumption. 
That's your I uncontested presumed, evidence? I presumed. And, and yeah. you left out of your 23-page opening statement, Ambassador Sonner, just left out the fact that he had a call with the president, which the president said, I want no quid pro quo. How, how did that get left out of your opening mm -hmm. statement, I yeah. wonder? And the fact that this, yeah. this guy, this guy is still our ambassador mm -hmm. to the EU, that he testified against his boss, made things up, and didn't do the honorable thing and resign. Yep. You, you, want, you want proof of the deep state? There you go. Yep. And I, I hope that after we get past this impeachment mm. nonsense that a bunch of heads are going to roll. I think that there needs to be well, look, the biggest, significant... The biggest unreported story of the last two years, at least, is the fact that uh, U.S. Attorney John Durham's administrative investigation flipped three weeks ago to a criminal investigation. Yep. Funny how that kind of didn't make it onto the front page of the New York Times. Of course. Because that means only one thing. A uh, U.S. Attorney Durham, who's been mandated to investigate the genesis of the counterintelligence operation against the president, has found adequate evidence for felony crimes, mm -hmm. which means he is empowered to subpoena anybody, not just people inside the DOJ, and it means he can impanel a secret grand jury. So, guys... Buckle up and buy some popcorn. Yep, yes. <laughs> he went to he went to Italy and then it flipped. And uh, yeah, I, he was in Italy. When, no, the AG bar was in Italy when I was there, and then he traveled to the UK. We know he's spoken to his Australian counterparts. Mm -hmm. I asked. I was on a stage for the for the book tour with um, Mark Levinio, the, the man who yep. knows the DOJ and the Constitution. And I didn't rehearse this, and in front of two thousand patriots in California, I said Mark, in the history of the Department of Justice, how often is an Attorney General? traveled abroad to spearhead an investigation into the crimes of the previous administration. Mark said, mm, I don't think it's ever happened before. <laughs> we got some good stuff coming, I think. I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's, it's about time that people pay for what they did. Yeah, wherever I go, so I speak across the country, it doesn't matter where I am, north, east, south, or west, pretty much the second or third question is always, Justice. When are we going to see justice? Mm -hmm. Barr said that the other day on stage. I don't know if you saw that clip. He's like, well, these things take time. <laughs> For those, and I get it every day on my show on America First, like we get callers who are saying, when's it going to happen? When's it? It's not going to happen. It's taking too long. And I have to remind people, we haven't had an attorney general until February of this year. Right. I mean, you got to know. I mean, the, the, uh, a, you know, Sessions, lovely guy. Mm-hmm. But a disaster as an attorney general, totally out of his depth. And then he takes the deep state advice that he should recuse himself from the Russia investigation because he forgot to mention in front of Congress mm -hmm. that he was at a social event where the Russian ambassador is there. Come on, guys. This is I know. pathetic. Well, what does that mean? It means for three years, he's able. I mean, Rod Rosenstein, Mr. Deep State, is running DOJ. Yep. It takes until February of this year to get A.G. Barr to replace him. Seven, eight months. It's not a long time. I mean, if you, you want to make a case so solid that these bastards don't have any wiggle room. Right. And yep. that's what he's doing. Yep. Totally agree. Um, okay, so overseas we had Brexit election occur. Yes. Boris yes. is smashing success. I'm going to have Nigel, Nigel Farage on my show today. Oh, nice. I love Nigel. Oh, yes. great. He's great. Met him at CPAC once. And I think that that's got to be one of, I think, the greatest political gambles oh, of all you're time. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And I know that Boris was, he didn't know 
what what's going to come right. out yeah. of this. Because yeah. in the beginning, we we didn't know if Nigel was going to contest, whether he was going to run his Brexit candidates mm-hmm. against conservatives. And finally, he said, no, in the interests of Brexit, I, I'm, I'm going to stand down my guys. But a massive gamble. But think about what happened there, just like 2016. We had been told by the pollsters, by yep. the, the talking heads, the, the glitterati of the BBC and the Guardian and the Independent, <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn, this rank anti-Semite commie, could be the next prime minister. Mm-hmm. Utterly destroyed. Look, look at the yeah. map of the UK. And, oh, yeah. you know, your listeners need to understand, I yeah. talk about this on my show, because it's really bloody important for us. This isn't right. just something happening 4,000 miles away. Yeah. This is where it began. I mean, you, you don't get the Trump effect without Brexit first. Yep. Brexit, mm-hmm. Brexit happened four months before our ele- election. So think about this. Um, you have, look at the map of the UK. It's almost all n- nicely mixed. You know, the results are blue and red, blue and red, and, and the colors are correct there, right? Mm-hmm. The commie labor are red, conservatives <laughs> yeah. are blue, and everywhere's nicely mixed except Scotland, which is all SNP Scottish, right. and then Southern Wales, which is all <laughs> labor. And then it's like, you, like you're back in DC. You look at the map of London, mm-hmm. it is a sea of labor red. I mean, these elitist, you know, people who couldn't care less about the working class, who think the BBC is, you know, unbiased and, and, and neutral, and they just got handed their backside, and it is glorious to see. Yeah, and you look at the, they, they love to show the maps with the proportional dots, right? <laughs> right but when yeah. you look at the map with the constituencies drawn yes. out, the electoral map, right. there's like no red left besides London. Right, right. I mean, yeah, London, right, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's like the 83 election. Yes. And it follows right. the, you know, the trend of yeah. rural blue collar areas going more conservative in in the populist movement well, I here. Saw, I saw this so, I mean, I saw this at r- rallies with the president. I mean, we were, I remember when we were in Youngstown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's Steel Valley. And we get to the stadium, bosses in the back, and uh, I'm at a front, you know, ha- taking selfies with, with, with the crowd. And this is, you know, I know everybody in that stadium was a Democrat. Their parents, their grandparents were Democrats. And when he came, when, when, when Flotus, when the first lady and, and the president came out on stage, he couldn't give his speech for minutes. Why? Because these working class, salt of the earth, true American steel workers were screaming, USA, USA, drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. That's like Reagan. Right, in, in 79, mm-hmm. when you have the, the blue-collar Democrats say, we're fed up, these guys are lo- liars, they're scumbags. I want to believe in America again. This idea that you have to outsource, our, wh- wh- why do we have to outsource our jobs? Why can't we make stuff here in America? Right. And that's what he's bringing back. Yeah, yeah. we, we talk about it on Triggered all the time, how Trump is a cheerleader for America. Yeah. And yeah. it's just so refreshing to have a president that will go out there and say, America's the best, and you all can deal with it. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the bottom right. line. Yeah. Which is what every head of state should do. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't right. care if you're, you know, the king of Belgium or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Believe in your country. Otherwise, yeah. you shouldn't be leading it. The idea that we had a president not right. so long ago whose first thing was to go on a global apology tour yeah, for America. That's terrible. Who, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? Go and, go and live in Venezuela then. Mm-hmm. Go, go and be an apologist for, for dictatorships. But the greatest nation on God's earth the only nation ever founded on the principles of liberty and individual freedom, and we're the ones who have to apologize, mm-hmm. America's back, baby. 100%. It becomes clear every day, too, how how much of a disaster the Obama foreign policy was, specifically on the Iran deal. Like, that's yeah. just, I mean, so damaging, so incredibly damaging, and we see day by day how that's, you know, really hindering the ability to to have things change over there. 
and you see now what Iran's doing with protests in Iraq and right. all over. It you know their their imperialist regime in the Middle East. I mean right. that's a problem. Uh, but, but, but look, look funded the, with Obama's money, yeah. funded with one hundred forty billion dollars that we needn't have given them. But look at you know an, another event that's um, also geopolitical, which is geopolitical, which is glorious. The the the, the marchers, the protesters mm-hmm. that are risking their lives on the streets of Hong Kong have a Thanksgiving parade yeah. with our flag. Wow. Singing can, our national can we, anthem. Can we just swap yeah. the Antifa guys out for them? Yeah. I'll take yeah. one of those yeah. Hong Kong streets. Bring them here yeah. Yeah. and let's dump the Antifa guys in Hong Kong. Totally. And it, it, it's a shame that they didn't get awarded time person of the year. Because, well, of you course. Know. Yeah. I mean, as opposed to the, the 16-year-old who just lied about being kicked out of first class, that mm-hmm. one. The, the one who said at the weekend, <laughs> let's line the world's leaders up against the wall. Yeah. I mean, that, that woman, right? Like yeah. a true climate Nazi. I mean, yeah. Right, like a Maoist. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Maoist. Yeah. Yep. What do you think of uh, the the circle controversy over the weekend at the Army-Navy game? I'm sure you're going to talk about it on America First. I, I am. I am. Um, I hope some senior military heads roll. I, I really mm-hmm. do. That, that if you don't understand from, from college in the 80s to military academies today, you don't understand what the circle game is. Mm-hmm. That it, you, know, you, you make the circle symbol, and if your buddy sees you, they get to punch you or right. you have to have a drink. And you're, you're calling that the white power symbol? That's reprehensible. These are the people who take on the cloth of the republic to protect you. Yep. And you're some putz journalist, and you think you can get these kids into trouble. Why? Because they love the new commander-in-chief, and they love America. I, I hope if we let them get away with a fraction of what they did, and I mean the media, to the Covington kids, mm-hmm. then then we should be ashamed of ourselves. But I think the pushback has already been big, but I don't think the president's going to allow anything bad to happen to those kids. Yeah, I hope not. And I mean, yeah. they just try to destroy people's lives. Yeah, That's no, what absolutely. they do. It's all their mission yeah. is no. to destroy Trump conserve. and the members of the, of, of the military, two things the left hates. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's just it was a perfect toxic cocktail for these people. And you notice how it. President Trump gets booed here in the swamp in D.C., oh, yeah. but yeah. cheered by our great military. Can we just be factual here? You mean the D.C. that voted 94% for Hillary? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that Figure still blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the kinds of figures that Saddam Hussein liked. Ninety-four percent. I think it'll yeah. be higher next time. Ninety-seven percent. The city. The gravy trains up for them. They can't stand it. Yeah. Well, look what happened. Look, at, look what happened to Virginia, right? Yeah. Yeah. All the bureaucrats have mm-hmm. moved into yeah. Northern Virginia. Yeah. I know. They're Time to buy guns the, and yeah, ammo. <laughs> Maryland light over here. Maryland light. Yeah. Buy guns and ammo. And last uh, but not least on the show here. Yeah. Uh, the president had amazing success last week. In, in the backdrop of this impeachment. Bull- Unbelievable. USMCA, yeah. you name it, yes. on and on and on. Trip Economic phase figures, one of the China, China deal. deal. It, the job numbers. Job it's numbers. Just, the economy's booming. You know, it's it's just unbelievable how the, the media just lies and lies and lies and tries to make Americans think that there's there's bad things happening where everything that's been going on is great. Let, yeah. let me, you know, we, we have to fight. We can't give up. We've got 300 and what, 22, 23 days left. Mm-hmm. We, we have to be very... very we never take anything for granted. But let's be very clear here. So I have my new radio show. It's just about to turn one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my new show, America First, has trebled the audience of CNN. Okay, let's just be factual here. On a good night, Anderson Cooper, the, the doyen of CNN, has 600,000 viewers in a population of 320 million. Do the math. Mm-hmm. That means less, less than zero Point three, zero, not three, 
0.3% of America watches CNN. And how much of that is fake numbers from airports? That's right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. to Tucker Carlson, we know <laughs> yeah. they pay. They mm-hmm. pay the airports to have those screens up. Up to 150K per airport per year. We, we mustn't give these people credence. We mustn't give them greater weight than they have. If you look at radio, if you look at podcasts, oh my gosh, how, how, many, how many views, downloads does Rogan get? I mean, seriously, right. Ru- Rush... The, the most popular TV show. I mean, God bless Sean Hannity. His is the most popular, but it's still only 5 million people. Right. It's only 5 million. It's two, less than 2%. You got Rush Limbaugh, uh, 24 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why podcasts, radio are so massively important. You've got to get your information from sources that aren't lying to you 24 7. And sooner or later, I just hope market forces dictate. Because how long can you survive at 0.3% of the population? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why they got their hair on fire. They know. That's why they try to crush conservative media like right. us. Right. Because they can't stand. Look at YouTube's new terms of service. Yep. Uh, we will be deleting uh, channels that are not economically viable. Mm-hmm. According to who? Yeah. Right. Who's, whose definition yeah. of economically viable is that? Mm-hmm. And they try to play those games with PragerU. Yeah. The educational videos. Oh, like. uh, we're, we're, we're going to demonetize uh, your video on the Ten Commandments because it's about violence because it has the word kill in it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Yeah. The Ten Commandments is your reason for censoring Prager You, Dennis is going to, well, he won't give up. Oh, by the way, quick shout out. Yeah. yeah. Everybody out there, check out Dennis's new documentary. It's amazing with Adam Carolla. Oh, it's great. No Safe Spaces. I've watched it. Check it out. Watch it. Support it. Go to My Safe Spaces slash theaters to find out where you can watch it. He travels the country with Adam, which is a great, great team documenting the insanity of political correctness and what we have to do about it. So go to nosafespaces.com slash theaters. Amazing movie. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I've seen it. I think that there needs to be more of that. There needs to be more more of educating people because I think there's so many people in this country who have been trained to listen only to the left-wing media, and now they first time get a glimpse of conservative media, and they're just automatically, the light goes off in their head. Right. The light bulb goes on in their head. My, son, my <laughs> son is in, uh, in, in, in college in California, and um, they were talking about impeachment. Oh, prayers for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's on a mission. Um, and uh, he was sitting in, in the frat house and they're talking about impeachment and he's surrounded by a table of whatever, 15 guys and every single one of them is, well, you know, he did something on blah, 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 blah. And then, and then one of them, my, my son argues back saying, well, let's just look at the facts. And then one of the other kids says, you know, that's really interesting. I've never heard of you like that. Mm-hmm. And then my son responds, yeah, and you've been in this school <laughs> for how many years, right? Yeah, And that's why Dennis's work is so important. PragerU, uh, Stephen Crowder, Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get asked, how did we get here to a place where America's become a bad word, where loving the flag is, is controversial? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know the bad news, guys? And this is to conservative audiences. You want to know how we got here? Look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Because we let them. Mm-hmm. We let them. The, the idea that you know you can go to an Ivy League school and study English literature uh, for four years and not once read Shakespeare. How did that happen? We let them. And then what happens? We graduate and we give our money to our alumni. Yeah. To our alumni schools. Like, 
don't give them a penny until they start upholding the values of this republic. And the massive news, the president's EO on anti-Semitism yes. says you're not going to get a federal penny if you're a college that's allowing anti-Semitic things like the BDS movement to you know, pr be promoted on your campus. Good stuff, guys. Yep. Yeah. And news stuff. out this morning that Boris is doing the same thing over there across the pond really? with the BDS movement. No, yeah, Good. no federal funds. Love so, it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, thanks so much, Dr. G, for coming on. We All right. The, guy, the guys you. with the coolest named podcast. <laughs> Not too shabby. Nicely done. I hope that's copyrighted. But also, <laughs> if you're listening to Triggered, check out my website, sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, and have a blessed Christmas, guys. America first is the best. Merry Thank Christmas. You guys. Merry Christmas to you, Of too. course, Merry follow Christmas. us at TriggeredTHM and follow Dr. Gorka on Twitter as well. What's the handle? Uh, Seb Gorka. It's the same, at Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. Alrighty, thanks so All much, right. guys. We'll be back here for another episode of Trigger tomorrow. See you then. Oh!